Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on all of the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and the IG. And, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system. Well, Mike, the time has finally come. Yes, yes. Baseball is the regular season will get started this week. And with that, uh, we will be putting out uh, baseball preview podcasts every day this week. And uh, today, of course, uh, Monday uh, of this week, April 4th, the year 2022, put a little time stamp on it. Nice. Um, we are going to talk about our, as we always like to say, our beloved New York Yankees who have made some interesting moves and you know we can talk a little bit about that along the way uh but you know general impressions i I think the team's a little bit better uh than what they were last year and i would say overall the uh the theme for the yankees is they're expecting some bounce back years from guys who who really had pretty bad years Uh, When you think about DJ LeMahieu, and of course he was injured, Um, you know, Aaron Hicks doesn't play very much and he's out pretty much the whole year. Uh, So I think there's the expectation that these guys are going to get back to their career numbers. And if they do, uh, you know, I think the Yankees have a chance to be pretty good. Yeah, I agree with that assessment, Dave, overall, um, really going to be some addition by subtraction on the field. Uh, we're going to take Luke, Luke Voigt out of the lineup, and uh, what you're going to lose in power, you're going to gain in every other category as far as defensively, uh, leadership with you know Rizzo, uh, consistency, uh, just hitting for average and power, uh, all those things that as much as we love to see Luke Voigt bomb him away, uh, you know, all the things you were missing for from him as, as a Yankee first baseman, like we've said tr- traditionally, you know, in the molds of the Mark Teixeiras and um, Tino Martinez says of the world, you know, this is what Rizzo is. Um, so I was glad to see, as, as much as you root for a Luke Voigt, um, they definitely, in my opinion, upgraded it at the first base position, buddy. I mean, you can run LeMayhew there as a backup. Um, there's there's options as far as getting, you know, Rizzo a day off. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the over, for a full season of a professional Anthony Rizzo at first base. Yep, absolutely. And let's, you know, let's not discount the uh, left-handed bat in the lineup. Right. And we know from last year, that was one of the big reasons they got Rizzo because the lineup is so heavy right-handed. Um, so I'm right with you on all of those points, Mike, uh, salient points as always with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so first base uh, really does look pretty good. Um, you know, with Anthony Rizzo and the ability, as you said, Mike, to, to put DJ LeMahieu there, uh, and he's LeMay, who is serviceable at first base. Sure, sure. And, you know, that's really what you're looking for is, is someone who's serviceable, someone who can step in and, and, you know, give Rizzo a day off here or there. Um, that's the advantage to having LeMay, and the ability that he has to, to play multiple positions. Um, 
It's too bad for LeMahieu, though, that he doesn't have a designated position well, uh, I think Dave, on, he'd on the ra- field. He'd rather play second base than anywhere, right? I mean, oh, yes, yes, I completely and, and agree. That's addition by subtraction. Again, you're going to get Glaber Torres's defense off the field and put in Gold Glove LeMahieu at second base. I think that's a, a huge upgrade. And Kiner Falefa, you know, at short, uh, when we see this guy play shortstop. Uh, we're going to be amazed by uh, his range and just his overall ability uh, defensively. Something we've been lacking at that position for quite some time, frankly. You know, even back into the Jeter days. So um, that will that's also addition by subtraction, Dave. Uh, in my yep. opinion. Yep. Yep. Completely. And Glaber Torres is another one on the list of people of players that the Yankees are expecting to get back to what he has done in the past and, you know, the pushing for 30 homers, the doubles, uh, you know, hitting for a decent average, uh, you know, there's that expectation with him as well. And, you know, we did see his defense was better when he was at second base uh, towards the end of the season there. And so we know that that's going to be helpful Although, again, DJ LeMahieu, multiple gold gloves at second base. Um, yeah, even you know, Glaber's best second base, I'll take LeMahieu all day. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, and I think, you know, Glaber Torres, a, a, as great a prospect as he was slash is, um, no slighting him in any way, right. uh, he could be trade bait, uh down the way if he doesn't perform um, or LeMahieu gets really, really hot and you can't take him out of the lineup. I, I think there's going to, there's, there's potential there to see the Yankees move uh, Glaber Torres. I think um, depending on how the season, you know, right. Pan, pans out as far as that goes. What do you think Dave about third base now and Josh Donaldson and, you know, uh, defensively Urshela was, I thought just well above average, even though the metrics and the, uh, analysis and the analytics don't necessarily say that, uh, you know, the eye test to me, uh, he was above average at third base. Uh, I don't think Donaldson will be quite that, you know, certainly solid defender, uh, good to above average arm, uh, but certainly not the range that Urshela had. What do you think about third base and what they've done there? Yeah. I mean, I definitely was concerned um, letting Urshela go because of how good he was defensively. Now I did have a lot of errors last year, uh, but again, I don't, I don't think for lack of effort. Um, Definitely. He tried you know, he tried to make, I think, some spectacular plays at times where, you know, you couldn't believe he got to the ball and then the throw just wasn't right. Um, you know, and maybe he didn't quite set his feet, um, that kind of thing, because he's able he was able to make some of those plays. Um, I think I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I was not crazy with the Donaldson move. Um, he is uh nickname is bringer of rain well um i hope that doesn't mean a lot of rainouts for the yankees this year i hope that's more <laughs> on the he's gonna rain on other teams parades uh with home runs 
Um, I think you know, it's a think, double thing because he's also notoriously slow at the plate, like always stepping out and fixing his batting gloves, and and they call him the human rain delay. Uh, so I don't. I think it's a little <laughs> bit of both there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he he certainly brings experience. Uh, he's played in the division, uh, so he knows the teams and and all of that. Um, so it's last not, year with it's, Minnesota, it's, it's not, he missed 27 games. Uh, so yep. he had 457 at bats. He batted uh, 247. He scored 73 runs, 113 hits, 26 of which were doubles, 26 of which were home runs, 72 ribs, uh, 827 OPS, on OPS, base percentage, yep. 352. Uh, he struck out 114 times and walked 74. That's actually a much better than I thought I was going to see yeah. when I looked yeah. it up. Uh, so I'm bringing up all these stats. Would you sign up or would the Yankees front office, more importantly, sign up for those stats uh, with a 2022 next to them instead of a 2021? Oh, I, I think so. And I think the biggest piece uh, of all the numbers you put on there, Mike, was the on-base percentage at 352. I, yep. I think the Yankees would would really, really enjoy that. Uh, certainly the additional power, but the Yankees have plenty of power. Um, I think, uh, again, he's going to draw some walks. He's going to strike out. Of course he's going to strike out. Yeah, but again, um, it's not as bad a ratio as I thought it would be. When no, no. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree with you that the 74 walks and just and 114 strikeouts really pretty yeah. good. So, I, yeah, I think they definitely would take that. Okay. Um, I was just curious you know, what he, you thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and he scored 73 runs, drove in 72. So, right. you know, that's that's pretty good, uh, you know, yeah. for somebody who's, you know, uh, Josh Donaldson here at 36 uh, years of age. Um uh, yeah, uh, you know, I think they'll take it again. I, Did they have I to just... have him sit down with Garrett Cole and bury the hatchet over last year's spider tech thing, you think? Or well, I, kind they of ignore each other in the, in the clubhouse? I think what I saw, Mike, is they did have a conversation mm-hmm. um, right out of the gate when Donaldson got to camp. Uh, but they both um, openly said there's there's no animosity there. Good. Uh, Don- Donaldson, you know, went back and said, if you look at what I said, um, you know, it, it and, and he was right. It, you know, I think it was, you know, in the heat of things and everything that was going on. Everybody was like, oh, gosh, Josh Donaldson said something. But when you go back and see what he actually said, it really wasn't, I think, as bad. Um, and Garrett Cole seemed to be totally fine. Uh, so you're him. saying we were all Will Smith in that scenario and Garrett Cole is Jada and we were saying, keep my pitcher's name out your bleeping mouth. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to tell me to, to Josh Donaldson? And now we owe Chris Rock an apology. Mm. Is that where we're at? We're, we're well, the betas. Well, we're Will you Smith. Said, <laughs> you, you said it. I didn't. Thanks for uh, okay. weaving the pop culture into the podcast no here. Problem. Think Tank Sports. Uh... Much, uh, much appreciated. You do that pretty often, <laughs> and that's great. All right. So we've got, we've talked about uh, the infield. The infield. I, I mean, and I think, you know, let's just reiterate, you know, Kiner Falefa uh, is going to be a, a great defensive. Uh, outfielder or infielder, sorry, shortstop. Um, and we're definitely excited about him. 
Uh, so that's going to be great. Mike, what about catcher? Because catcher is, uh, you can make an argument, one of the spots that has uh, a lot, well, it has a lot of attention on it and has some changes there. Yeah, you know, again, addition by subtraction defensively with Sanchez now at Minnesota Twin. Um, we all know, you know, the, the struggles and the challenges he had behind the plate, and we won't rehash that. Kyle Higashioka takes over, figures to be the primary catcher. Uh, dude is on fire this preseason. <laughs> uh, you think seven, like, seven home runs in the in yeah, spring training. Yeah, outrageous. He's hitting four 40 with an OPS of 1.742 in 25 at bats, seven home runs. Yeah. Uh, Obviously. We know that's not going to continue. Not going to continue. Right. So, uh, I mean, last year he played in 67 games. He hit 181, uh, you know, and he had 10 home runs, 29 ribbies. He's been the kind of guy, if he runs into, you know, a fastball once in a while or a hanging curve, great. Um, but the way he handles the staff and the way he um, plays defensively, he's just going to be uh, an upgrade there. Uh, but we are losing offensively. Let's not get it twisted. Gary Sanchez was a much better uh, hitter, especially on the power end. Uh, and then uh, it looks like the Yankees just signed another catcher today from Texas, Jose Trevino. Um the kid, the other kid they got uh, in the trade, um, is hurt. Yes. Ben Rortvet. Yep. Rortvet. There you go. Perfect. There we go. Rortvet. Uh, is hurt. So uh, you know they brought in this Trevino kind of a um, journeyman catcher to play defense, and if he gets a hit, you know that's just uh, icing on the cake. So you're probably yeah, he's, noticing he's definitely running into. Yeah. hits there's no doubt yeah so you're probably noticing here in the infield and the catcher especially we've subtracted some uh offense for defense and that's kind of what we've been begging for a couple years uh for this front office to do uh, so uh, i'm excited about that just you know just to bring that to the forefront as we continue to talk about the rest of this team dave um do you have any thoughts on the catching position no, I, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's the challenge is going to be that they're going to have two catchers and yeah, you know, Higgy's going to be the starter, if you will. But I get the impression that there's going to be a fair amount of switching around. Now, maybe yes. that will change um, as we get moving through here. So it's just going to be interesting to see how the pitchers work uh, with two different catchers consistently. Um, does, uh, do we continue to see, uh, Higashioka paired with Garrett Cole? I think that's probably a given, um, at this point. Um, but, but how do the other pitchers handle, uh, switching catchers, you know, potentially one start to the next? Uh, I think that's, that, you know, has the potential. I mean, that's something that we need to keep an eye on for sure. But again, I'm with you, uh, better defense, um, the Yankees don't, you know, they subtracted some offense, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had a tremendous amount of power hitters, um, you know, and again, you know, as we transition into the outfield, um, unless you have anything else to say no, on the go, catchers, go. Um, you know, Aaron Hicks has come in 
in great shape. Uh, he played, I think, in the Dominican in a winter league uh, to get try to get his timing down and get everything back. And um, he's shooting for, I think he said 30-30, right? Right. That's what he said. So he's shooting for, and he thinks he can do it, um, <clears throat> 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. I mean, he has it broken down you know, by month, if he gets, you know, X number of home runs and X number, I, I think it's like five and five, five home runs and five steals a month. Um, he can get there. And that doesn't sound really, I mean, that sounds pretty uh, uh, obtainable. Uh, yeah. But I just don't want him to be paralyzed by all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no. And he's, you know, made the comments that he's, you know, he tried to like go the other way a little bit more and do some bunting. And uh, he admitted to the last couple of years trying to hit a lot of home runs. And, you know, that may have changed his swing and the way things have gone there. So uh, I'm still going to hold my breath, though. This is Aaron Hicks, who um, has been injured an awful lot, has this huge contract and has played, you know, zip to none basically since they signed him to this huge contract. So uh, I'm going to hold my breath, but that being said, uh, the indications are uh, Mike, that things are looking good. Although he is only hitting 226 this spring. Yeah. I don't really get too wrapped up in spring training numbers. Uh, I do think eyeball test. I've seen a couple of at bats. He does look like the same old Aaron Hicks. Now, whether that's good or bad, you you can decide. But, it, you know, he does yeah, right. recovered and back in shape and, and all of those things um, that will give him the best uh, shot at this season. I just, again, Dave, I, when players start breaking it down like that and they miss one small plateau, it can become crippling to the rest of their season and their chasing. Yep. And, it, and it just turns into turning the saw the bad into sawdust and and uh you know bad habits so uh while i'm encouraged that he has goals and, and a fairly lofty one at 30 30 uh, you know um just stay healthy and win some ball games you know let, let's keep it real real organic and tight uh in this outfield because uh dave i don't feel like they have enough depth as they usually have had now yes uh so you have gallo and left and um, judging right and you know Stanton DHing and he certainly proved last year that he can play the outfield for short stretches and be very effective in both spots at the plate and in the field so yep. uh, no issues there and then Tim LaCastro looks like he's going to be the fourth fifth in outfielder uh, you know whatever you want to call it um, the um, Brett Gardner's coming back for the umpteenth season seems to be dead, buddy. Uh, his, his career is please, <laughs> please. Can we be done with yep, that? It's over. I mean, just, you know, sorry, not sorry. Look, he, he, yeah. he gave us good years. We, we beat that one to death. Uh, basically since the podcast has started, um, it's time to move on. Uh, and Mike, you mentioned outfielders that, you still have, you know, Miguel Andujar. What are sure. we doing with him? I mean, right now he's listed as a left fielder. We know. He can play um, third base, obviously. Right. He, he yeah. definitely can play third because that's where he was, you know, when he should have been rookie of the year. Um, and, you know, probably so he's, could play first in a pinch. 
Right, um, right. I mean, but he's a big bopper off the bench. You know, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of call for right-handed pinch hitter uh, in this yeah. lineup, but uh, he certainly can come off the bench and hit as long as he learns to get comfortable with that role. Same thing with Glaber. You know, the, it's going to be a real decent bench that way uh, for sure. Yep. But uh, yep, yep. Um, and I think you know the big thing with Joey Gallo is can we can he cut down on the strikeouts? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it certainly was very painful to watch last year, uh, a combined 213 strikeouts, uh, between the Yankees and Texas. Um, yeah, I mean, eight, 88 strikeouts in 58 games, uh, for the Yankees. Um, yeah, it was ugly. I mean, he hit 160. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely ugly. We really need to see him improve. Um, his on base was three Oh three, uh, for his career. It's three 33. Uh, and it, it was way better. It was three 79 in Texas, um, and just three Oh three, uh, with the Yankees. So, um, he's had, he's had some good on base percentage years. We really do need to see, you know, more walks, less strikeouts. Um, you know, we don't need 200 strikeouts and a hundred walks. That's, that's, that's not the ratio that we're looking for. Um, but he does play good defense. Uh, we know that. And, you know, he certainly is a solid, uh, contributor on that side, but yep. He's, he, he's got to cut down on the strikeouts. There's no two ways around it. Um, as far as Stanton and Judge go, I'm expecting these guys to have great seasons all the way around. Uh, as yes. long as they can stay healthy, they've proven uh, they can produce. And, and Stanton, you know, should be right there with the league leader in home runs and RBIs. And Judge should be in the MVP uh, discussion deep into August anyway. Um, if yes. they have those kinds of seasons, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. You know, I. I'm hoping that the Aaron Judge Yankees long-term situation can get ironed out, and uh, we could put a captain on his chest and then be done with worrying about if he's going to go across town to those stinking Mets or somewhere else. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that would be uh, seeing him in another uniform would be hard to swallow. But uh, you know, both of them, I think they were going to have great years. What say you? Yep. No, I agree. Uh, you know, they, they both look great and, and should be in this exact places that you're saying, uh, the clock is ticking with the contract piece for judge, uh, both the Yankees and judge well, and judge specifically has said he, he's not going to negotiate during the season. Um, so a deal's got to get done, Mike, uh, the season starts on Thursday and it's Monday. So right. um, no, it's the clock is, 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 it's definitely go time. Clock is definitely ticking. Um, maybe it works out that uh, to kick off the season, um, the Yankees, the regular season that the Yankees and judge come to terms uh, sometime on Wednesday. I, I have no information about that. I'm just putting that out there on my own. Um, that that would be a nice way to, to kick off the year. We've signed judge to the big contract and, and off we go. Now, does that happen? We will, uh, wait and see. 
Um, but yes, it, he, 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 Aaron judge MVP candidate for sure. And look, uh, if Stanton could have a similar type year, there's no reason to say that Stanton couldn't be in the MVP oh, discussion sure. as well. Sure. Absolutely. Top 10, um, just by default. And then, you know, it's his to move up from there. So absolutely. Dave, let's talk about, um, while we're getting deep into this podcast, we we have to just talk about the starting pitching, buddy. Um, yes. You know, offensively, yeah, they made some moves. Um, would I say they're appreciably better or worse than last year? No, I'd say they'll probably be around the same. Some of the numbers will be tweaked in different categories uh, because of the type of players they've exchanged. But, uh, you know, of course, we're all hoping for, slight, for better, but um, I don't think they made any moves that are uh, indicative one way or the other. Uh, the starting pitching, Dave, I still scratch my head. We went into last season uh, hoping on Kluber and Tyone and really got let down by both, uh, even though both had their moments, obviously, with Kluber with a no-hitter, and, and Tyone had a real nice stretch there in the m- late summer. Um, but still, uh, here we are. We, we look at these you know, New York Yankees, top three in payroll in Major League Baseball, you know, perennial World Series contenders looking for number 28. And you've got one ace in Garrett Cole and a bunch of question marks again. You know, uh, the next most consistent pitcher in my mind is Nestor Cortez. <laughs> you know, Montgomery is just too inconsistent for me. Severino, we really don't know if he has, the, you know, the strength for a full season. Uh, he seems to have a little bit of a chandelier's disease where he's just always got a, a nick or uh, an injury. Um, Clark Schmidt, we know, is coming back from surgery. Uh, Herman's hurt already. You know, it's just, uh, I don't understand, Dave. Help, help me make sense of how we're two years in a row now going to bat with uh, suspect at best pitching rotation. Yeah, I, 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 it's a head scratcher for me. They also uh, sent uh, Davy Garcia and Luis Heel down to AAA today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in some informal conversations, you know, Mike and I both thought maybe one of the two of them uh, would get, you know, a chance at right. that, you know, that that five spot. Um, I, I, I really like Jordan Montgomery, but I would agree with you the inconsistency. Look at his numbers, six and seven, uh, 3.83. We know he had run support issues last year, but he also gave up 19 home runs, um, you know, 150 hits and 157 innings pitched. Um, not, not great, uh, numbers and, and 51 walks on top of that. Um, those are just not, not numbers you want to put together, uh, for a full season. I think he's got, he certainly has the potential. He just, as you said, he needs to get more consistent. Um, Oh, I hadn't even written down Nestor Cortez, but based on performance last year, um, Certainly, uh, if he's going to continue to be a starter, he was very, very consistent and and certainly could provide, you know, we were happy to get three innings, but geez, he got stretched out. And, you know, one time he got through seven innings last year. Right. Um, so, you know, I think, yeah, Nestor Cortez, I, I, it's, 
yeah, it is a head scratcher that this is the second year in a row and we, we don't, I mean, I, I, for me, I would say you would see Cole Montgomery, Severino, Tyone are, are the solid sure. four. Then the question is, what do you do with five? And is that a, you know, rotating, uh, Cortez, Clark Schmidt, um, Holden spot for Herman when he comes back. Right. Herman, Michael King, um, you know, uh, King and and Garcia, which are probably right. And heel and Garcia. I mean, you've got tons of guys that can be that, that fifth starter. Um, but geez, you know, so, I mean, I guess that's a good thing because if one gets hurt, you have another one to go to, but right. Uh, for my money, I'd want to have that fifth starter pretty well settled out. Right. Um, and, I just you know, can't believe maybe the, right now it's Nestor Cortez. Right. I just can't believe the um, everything hinging on this pitching staff, you know, two years in a row. Um, I understand, that, you know, you can't outspend everybody in every position all the time, but. I just I am not impressed with this pitching staff at all, Dave. Now, conversely, I think the the bullpen's pretty good, as long again as everyone's healthy. With Chapman at the top end, you know, and Loisaga Green, uh, those guys setting him up, um, awesome. You know, I know he, you know, Boone loves Wandy Peralta. Uh, they just traded for Miguel Castro from the Mets. Uh, got rid of my uh, Texas Rangers old friend Julie Rodriguez and his glove <laughs> went across town and his glove. Let's yeah. see if he still wears it with the Mets. Wow, absolutely. Uh, you know Boone's favorite punching bag Lewis Lickie still on there. Clay Holmes oh. has had his moments, so we'll see. You know, um, I, I really like the bullpen though. Uh, with all that being said about the starters, what do you think? Yep. No. No. I completely agree. Um, and then, you, you know, you, you look at some of these guys who aren't going to be starters um, and King and Schmidt uh, particularly pitched great down the stretch um, in, you know, yeah. bullpen roles. So, uh, you know, one of them, I would think, is going to round into that, you know, middle to late inning, you know, multiple inning guy, yep. uh, which is good. Yeah, I, the bullpen definitely certainly much more solid, but it goes back to, we do not want to be tapping into them so early on in the year. Um, now, and maybe this year will be a little different because Cole's healthy. Montgomery's healthy. Severino, you can make an argument is healthy. Yep. Uh, Tyone. Healthy, so you, you, yep. you, right. You don't, you don't have the question marks that you did last year um, with Kluber and Tyone. Um, so maybe that bodes a little bit better for the Yankees. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see. And so the pitching is going to be, and for anybody who's watched baseball and when the pitching is suspect and you have to watch these grinding long at bats by the other team, uh, that's when your pitchers are getting worn down. And if we Mm -hmm. see a lot of that this year, again, uh, you can bet Mike and I are going to be, uh, a little worse for wear. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll be on the throw strikes train early. Uh, especially early in the season. Let's go throw some strikes and and let's see what happens. Uh, so, Dave, we've 
spent over 30 minutes breaking down different positions and moves and all that stuff. It's time to put the money where our mouths are. Uh, you got the Vegas yeah. insider over under number there. If I'm remembering correct, it's 92 and a half. Yeah, I believe so. Let me just, let me, <laughs> it just, just keeps creeping up. Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Vegas insider. Let me pull that up here real yeah, no quick. Worries. Um, you know, so, Traditionally, I always think start with the Yankees is like a 95 win team and then adjust based on my feel for their their roster. Um, so I'm leaning over depending on what number you pull up. Um, if it's 93 and a half, I don't know if I'll have to really think about that. But a 92 and a half, I would take the over. Probably would still take it at 93. I think they're right there as a 95 type win team uh i think while toronto is exciting and up and coming i don't think especially their bullpen uh and their overall depth they're ready to quite challenge yet now we say that every year lately so one of these years we're going to be wrong um but uh, i just don't think it's quite yet uh, the Rays, you know, I hate to count out the Rays because they're the Rays. And, you know, mm -hmm. whatever move they make, they've got 15 guys in their, you know, um, AAA level that are just as good and they know what they're doing. But I just, boy, I just don't see it when I look at their team. I don't see a division winning uh, program. Uh, Red Sox already sales on the 60 DADL already struggling with some things uh and you know baltimore um admittedly by themselves not trying this year so uh, <laughs> yeah, i, I so... really think that <laughs> while people want to tell me how great this american league east is by the end of the season we're gonna look at it and go hey eh, that's all right and the yankees yeah. are going to be at the top of that heap um around 95 wins more than 93 and a half if you found it yep i've got it it's it's 91 and a half uh, so you're over. you're definitely over. taking the over yeah, um I, I think i'm going to take the over too and i think just you know it's going to be 92 93 uh you talk about the al east though and and the the over unders um for, for not including baltimore uh, the other four teams are 85 and up. That's the only division oh, right, uh, right. in Major League Baseball that has four teams uh, uh, with 85 or more wins. Um, and I think some of that is, and we talked about this last year, how bad Baltimore is, that these other teams are going to all beat up on Baltimore, uh, and that's going to pad their win totals. Sure. Um, but regardless, um, it's still going to be a, an uber-competitive division, you know, how competitive it stays throughout the year will be, you know, something to keep an eye on. As Mike said, Chris Sale, he's out for the first two months of the year. Uh, if you remember, he missed almost all of last year, yeah, came back at me. the very, yeah. very end of the year. Um, yeah, no, no Yankee fans are, are going to be crying about that. Uh, maybe some Boston so fans will. And, and I missed it over. Oh, I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over. I think okay. it's. You know, even if it's 92, 93, I, I think I'm going to take it. Uh, the over so Toronto's when, at 92 and a half. So it, it's, yeah. they, I mean, the Vegas insider, they're saying it's going to be a very, and the Tampa Bay at 89 and a half that, you know, it's yep. going to be a very, very close race. Oh, once that's again. what they're saying. I know. I just look at um, 
especially the Tampa roster, and it's just like uh, I don't get it. But I never get it, and they nobody say, ever does. Right. Yeah, and, and then they go win. out so, and you know win a hundred games last year. Exactly. So. Exactly. So the New York Yankees, Dave. This is the New York Yankees preseason podcast here on Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Dave, where are the New York Yankees going to play their last game, and not location-wise, but in what round of the playoffs will the last game of the New York Yankees be played? I won't ask oh, you boy. yet to say if they're going to win the World Series. We'll save that for the second half of the season. Um, yeah. But yeah. where in the different brackets and different ways to move forward in the Major League Baseball playoffs 2022, New York Yankees Double Dip Day presents. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> I was hoping at the end of my buildup, you would have an answer and you went, oh boy. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I'm batting it around in my head and the uncertainty about the pitching staff really, um, you know, teams that don't have uncertainty around their pitching staffs tend to do a little bit better. Um, that being said, I, I, and we did this last year, which is another reason why I'm like, you know, we thought Kluber and Tyone would come around. Um, they didn't, really come around um and so that being said so here here's here's my prediction that they're going to win the division okay okay? so that's um that's one piece now are they going to have the most wins this is teetering on nfl referees yeah oh i know having my having my own qualifying and equivocating like a motherfucker right now <laughs> um here it is. I'm gonna say uh, American League Championship Series. Interesting. So no World Series appearance again. So yeah, uh, uh, unfortunately. In your scenario, I, I, is that a successful New York Yankees season? Does that mean Boone comes back? Does that mean, I mean there's a lot of other factors, don't get me wrong. We don't know the yeah. scenario, you know, that would happen that would lead to that. But just based and I think, on those results, Boone come back, Cashman come back, do they break the team down, or do they re-sign Judge and make a long-term run at it? I think... You're uncomfortable and I'm enjoying every second of it. Yes, so. yes, I, I know I know <laughs> you are. Um, the... Oh, man. The challenge is what you said exactly is how do they get there? And I don't think a squeaking into the playoffs on the last day of the season. So not the scenario that I play out and, 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 and then, you know, maybe getting to the American league championship series. I don't think that's going to cut it. I think they have to win the division. I think they need to have some home field playoff games. Although Aaron Boone's record in home playoff games is terrible. He doesn't, he doesn't win. They don't win when he's uh, the manager um, in the playoffs, which is a whole nother issue that we can talk about as we get to that point. Uh, If they win the division and get to the American league championship series and it's competitive and you know, it's six games or seven games. I I think that's going to be enough, uh, for Aaron Boone, who they did just resign to a three-year contract. Um, But I think if, if they, if they, you know, mess around all summer and squeeze in at the end there, I, I, I think they're going to have to really 
you know, there's going to be some serious look at the structure. Understood. Management <sighs> structure. Yeah, I know. Seriously. To, do you need a cigarette? Yeah. That was a lot I of mean, work to get home. That's there. that right there, folks. If that was painful for you <laughs> and you're not an NFL fan, um, good for you. Because what I just did was basically what the NFL referees do. Yes. Every time a penalty flag <laughs> is thrown and everybody at home is uh, throwing stuff at their TV, uh, at their dog, the popcorn's flying and oh, the cream, cream soda is spraying everywhere. No, not the as cream Mike soda. likes to say. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's so Can't if that was painful, I apologize, but you know, Mike put me on the spot there and yep. wow, I clearly did not, I did Clearly not have unrehearsed. the I did not have the right call. <laughs> Previously unrehearsed, folks, if you couldn't tell. Uh, not that you asked me, but I, in my scenario, have them winning. Oh, we the, are very curious, Mike, what your scenario is. Yeah, just winning the division fairly easily and uh, making a deep run. Uh, I think they're going to appear in the World Series. Uh, it's long overdue. It's time. The nuanced moves they made on offense, we've been asking for uh, Donaldson, certainly a much better contact hitter than Sanchez. If you want to look at those apples to apples in the lineup. Yep. I think, I think um, you can. Um, kind of for Leffa, certainly move a runner over, do the, do the things that uh, he needs to do uh, to be successful in this lineup. Um, so I, I like it. I like the bullpen. Uh, I still like you think we have some assets to work with with Glaber and others to make a trade for another starter. Uh, if, if we, if need be, I think there's still an age starter out there on the market um, that we might be still be interested in, but either way, uh, yeah, same, I think they go to the World Series. So I'm right there with you, give or take, you know, a game, Dave, that, uh, you know, they, and again, we'll readdress this halfway through and, and as we get closer. Um, but based on what we see now, what we see on paper, what our lifelong uh, fandom of baseball is, uh, this is what uh, Dave and I see in that's our opinion and you can't stop us from producing this podcast to tell you it. So we, so here we are. Uh, so Dave, I think but we it. love you. Our tens of fans. Yeah. Uh, uh, especially the international flavors. Um, yes. I think that's it for me, buddy. Unless you got anything else you want to say on New York Yankees, you know, they, we could go on and on and on about Boone and cash, yep. but what's the point we've done that. Yep. Um, no, we definitely could go on and on. I think, yeah. you know, the hope is that it is a, enjoyable season that we have more ups than downs. Uh, we don't have some terrible stretches like we did last year. And there's a little bit more consistency. We think the moves that they've made for the most part have done that. And, you know, they are improved in a lot of areas. The New York Yankees, uh, we got to see the pitching come through for a full season, but there is potential folks that this will be a fun summer, uh, in New York. And we're excited for that as Yankee fans, we're excited for our tens of fans listening to us talk about Major League Baseball. Again, uh, keep your eyes and ears and nose peeled for uh, all of our baseball podcasts this week. Uh, we will be uh, releasing them every day, talking about the other divisions. We got special guests coming on or we've had them on. So uh, we'll be dropping one every day this week. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you, uh, when we do, please tell us how you think 
we do here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen and we strive for five. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.